0: I want to hear your worship Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere We pray for you For the past few weeks or so, I can't remember exactly how long, but we've been dealing with Sarah. We started out talking about how Sarah went into toil, and we know that as believers, especially those of us that are connected to the tithing system, uh, those of us that are tithers, we understand that toil is something that we should never have to, we should never have to live. We should never have to take into consideration toiling for anything. Why? Because we're connected to the kingdom of God. And what that means is that anything that we need, anything that we desire, anything that we want, we have full access to that. It is in us. And so all we have to do is speak it and we will have it. Well, Sarah, uh, Sarah wanted a baby so, so bad. And, um, you know, I, I, after studying her story, I've begun to learn so much about Sarah. And I would even venture to say, I understand why she did what she did. And the reason why I say that is because so many of us, we've been in a place where we have waited on God for so long. We've waited on God to, to keep his promise. We've waited on God. We've made our confessions. We've made our declarations. We've been faithful. And so many of us, we are still. Still waiting on the promise. Now this can be a very tough time, but one thing that I've learned while waiting, I have learned to keep myself busy because if you come to a place where you become idle, it is very easy to get caught up in toil and so unfortunately this is what Sarah did she got Hagar involved and when Hagar finally gave birth to a child and gave Abraham an heir gave Abraham a son or an heir to his to his legacy all of a sudden now jealousy rose up in uh in Sarah and she began to abuse Hagar we know the story and um so God had just begun to start speaking to us and letting us know the danger in all of that uh, In all of that When it comes to getting involved And trying to produce our own miracle All of those things are very, very dangerous Because at the end of the day It can lead you down a road Where you will regret it You will regret it And so that's what ended up happening to Sarah And of course we know the story uh, She ended up having her son But like I said As I've been studying out Sarah's story I recognize more and more why she did what she did and and this is what I want to explain to us today the bible says that as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest will always remain as long as the earth is in rotation, as long as we are here, we will always be required to function in seed time and harvest those are three things that you cannot escape it's like saying that as long as the earth is here one day gravity is just going to give out can you imagine if one day gravity just ceased that will be the worst thing that can happen for us because we're not going to be able to walk on the ground we're going to be we're going to be soaring around in the air and I don't know about you but I don't ever want that and so we know that as long as the earth is in rotation gravity It is a principle what comes up. It must come down. Well, the kingdom of God has principles as well. And three of those principles are seed. Time and harvest, those things are going to be in the earth. It does not matter. It does not matter uh, what we try to do. We can try to invent as many time machines as we want. Y'all believe in time machines? We can try to invent as many time machines as we want to, but time will always exist in the earth. And so I'm saying all that to say, Sarah had to wait for her appointed time. And that was very difficult for her because we're talking about at age 76, that's when she finally heard the word of the Lord concerning her child. The Lord visited her, her husband made a covenant. The Bible actually says that Abraham, he finished a battle. Uh, he finished defeating the king of Shaddai Omar. And the Bible says that he went and collected all the spoils from that battle. And he met up with the high priest by the name of Melchizedek. And the Bible says that he gave. Melchizedek tithes of all. And as a result of him doing that, it connected him to a greater plan. Come on, can let me just take a moment right here and let some of you know that one of the reasons why you are not walking in the fullness of God is because you have not yet to connect to God's greater plan for your life. And let me tell you something, he has one, but it is up to you to connect to it somebody said okay pastor how do i connect to it by giving tithe by giving tithe and offering because when you do that you are no longer subject to the curse of this world you are no longer subject to trying to come up with uh trying to come up with your own success you are no longer subject trying to make things happen for yourself no the tithe will do that for you the tithe will bring you to the right people that can that can connect you with the right thing. The tithe will connect you with the right timing in God. the tithe will cause you to stop trying to make it. It will connect you with the supernatural power of God. And so this is what Abraham is now connected himself to. The Spirit of God comes, makes a covenant with Abraham, tells him, I'm going to give you an heir. Here's the thing. Abraham said to God, he said, "Look, you haven't given me a sign." And the and the, the, the boy that's going to inherit my legacy is a slave in my house. And God said, no, uh, you, your slave will not inherit your legacy, but I'm going to give you a son and your, his name is going to be Isaac. And of course we know the story. The Bible says that at, at 76 years old, this is when Sarah found out about this promise, but she did not see the promise until 90. Abraham did not see the promise until he was 99 slash 100 years old. And so in between them having to wait, they've put the seed in the ground. The seed has been planted. This thought has been planted. This promise has been planted. They now have to go through time. I want to let you know that in everything that God has for you, there is always an appointed time. But where we as believers run the risk of getting in trouble is we, we lose patience in between the seed and the harvest. But did you know that time is the best thing, is the greatest tool that you can have? Why? Because while you were waiting, God is building you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, God, he will renew your strength. Then it says they will mount up on wings as eagles. Hey mama watching all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. He says that they will mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. These are all the things that are taking place in your life as a result of you waiting. And so when you skip over time, and you go and you try to go right into the harvest, this is a very dangerous thing because you have to ask yourself, are you ready for this harvest? Do you have a place to put this harvest? I remember hearing from this great woman of God, Um, She had been uh, faithful and doing what God had told her to do. And an opportunity came along for her to get for her to be seen and heard from from a greater stage. We know that whenever this happens, you have to be ready for this type of moment. It's not just going to come from out of nowhere. And as a matter of fact, you don't want it to come from out of nowhere, because if you don't have the necessary things in place, how can you Catch the water. If you don't have the necessary things in place, how can you be ready for the blessing? The Bible says that He will open up the floodgates of heaven, and He will pour out. He will pour out water for you without measure. Uh, and so, if that's the case, if it's without measure, you have to have something that's going to be able to contain it. And so, uh, this woman of God, she got the opportunity to go to this stage. Um, and at the end of the uh, at the end of her opportunity. She testifies about how so many people wanted her product that the system actually crashed. Now, I'm not saying that she was at fault for this, but I am telling you that when God gets ready to promote you, when God gets ready to do the thing that he has promised you, you have to be mentally ready for that thing. You have to have the people in place. Why? Because if not, you can squander that moment. It was another woman of God. She had wrote written a song and when she sung this song, when she performed this song or when she uh, made this song available to the public, she never imagined in a million years that this song would blow up the way that it did. And so when it did, once again her system ended up crashing and she had said, man you know, if we would have known that this song was going to blow up the way that it did, we would have been prepared for it a little bit more. And so what am I telling you in the, in the season where God is, where God has you waiting in the season between seed and harvest, God is God is bringing you to a place where he is making you ready. God is doing something in you that is preparing you for that moment so that moment will not break you and cause you to have to say, I don't know if I can handle that. And so let me dress back a little bit. Come on, let me prophesy to somebody and let you know that it is not time for you to dress back, but it is simply time for you to get ready. There were three kings, one of my favorite stories in the word of God. And I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel his presence so strong. If you haven't hit that share button, go ahead and do so. There were three kings in the word of God that were on their way to a battle. And the Bible says that they had everything necessary for the battle except for water. They were thinking that they were gonna go and fight this fight, and they were thinking of the weapons, they were thinking of of the army, they were thinking of the strength, but nobody said, let me think about water. Come on, let me tell you something. When you make the mistake, when you make the mistake of, of not taking advantage of time, of not taking advantage of time, you will mess around and forget about key components that are necessary to help you to be able to hold on to the blessing that God wants to pour out over your life. And so they forgot about water. Well, if you're walking through a desert and you got animals with you and you as a person that's made up about 60% of water, if you forget water, then let me tell you something. You just, you just wrote your own death sentence. You're going to need water. They didn't have Kool-Aid back then. They didn't have sweet tea. Come on. They needed water. They didn't have Coca-Cola back then. They didn't have Pepsi and Sprite and Mountain Dew. They needed water. So the Bible says that one of the kings got anointed and he said, hey, I know of a prophet that will speak forth the answer that we need. The Bible says that they went to Elisha. The Bible says that Elisha told them, he gave them instruction. He said, "Go back and dig ditches." I want you to understand that that had an S on it, which means that they had to go back and dig more than one ditch because what was coming was going to be was going to be so heavy, it was going to be so big that it was not going to it was not going to be uh, stored just in one ditch. It required more than one. Come on, that's a word for somebody on today what God is getting ready to bless you with. He needs for you to take advantage of this time. He needs for you to take advantage of this moment that you are waiting in between seed and harvest so that he can, so that you can prepare for this thing so that when it comes, you won't say, God, uh, it's so much, I don't know what to do with it. You won't have to say, oh no, my system is shut down. Oh no, I wish I would have known that it was going to be this big because I would have prepared for it a little bit more. I would have copy, I would have copy written this thing a little bit better. I would have trademarked this thing. I would have made sure that people knew that I was the owner. I wouldn't have signed the contract so quickly. And so the Bible says that they went back. Well, let me, let me, I'm, I'm going, let me go back to the story. The Bible says he told them dig ditches, And he said, the reason why I need for you to dig ditches is because there is water that's coming. It's not rain that's coming, but it is water that is coming. And when this water shows up, you're not going to have time to try to dig the ditch at that moment. You got to already be prepared. And so the Bible says that they went and they dug the ditches and then the water showed up out of nowhere and it filled every ditch and it gathered. Gave them the ability to, to, to feed themselves or it gave them the ability to drink it gave their the, it gave them the ability to feed their animals as well so that they could defeat the enemy or so that they could fight the battle that was before them come on I want to encourage some people on here even though even those of you that are going to be watching the replay of this thing I encourage you don't squander this moment that you were in because it is a moment never get upset when you are waiting on something and so what was God doing all of those years that he had Sarah waiting I'll tell you what he was doing God was not focused on getting Sarah the desire of her heart as much as God was focused on birthing through Sarah a nation god was not focused on blessing sarah and abraham and 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 helping them to be able to say we finally had a baby look for all of you that thought that i was barren i finally had one no god's main focus and concern uh mostly now yes did he want to give them the the, the the desires of their heart absolutely i don't want you to think that he does not care about your wants he does not care about your heart He does not care about your desire. He most certainly cares about it. But as I've taught you before, one of the things about the Lord is that he is more concerned about what he can get out of it. If you ever want to get a prayer answered in the Lord, ask him, God, what is it that you need in the earth? What is it that you need in my city? Because whatever that is, I'm willing to partner with you. I'm willing to become a vessel that you can do that through. And so God was not worried about uh, Sarah getting the desire of her heart. He waited so long because he needed the people to be ready for what he was birthing through them. And that's what the appointed time is. That's what the set time is. God will wait for people to be ready to God will be God will wait for people to be ready for what you have. This is what I always say to people. And I'll say it again on today when it came to, you know, our cell phones, when it when it comes to our cell phones, there was a reason why we were not ready for an Apple cell phone 20 years ago. There's a reason why Apple cell phones or or Samsung cell phones, there's a reason why it got released uh, in the season or in the years or in for the generation that it got released in. That wasn't, that didn't just happen by happenstance. I remember when we, when I was in uh, elementary school When we were little, one of the things that we used to always look forward to is the year 2000. Now, when I was in elementary school, um, one thing, one reason why they would always talk to us about futuristic things is because my graduating class of high school was 1999, And so that was always a special class because we represented the end of an era. It was always a special class because they knew that in the year 2000, that's when the future was going to be here. And that's when we were going to be flying around in cars and all that stuff. And so one of the things that they would talk to us about is, uh, one of the things that they would talk to us about is having the ability to do video calling. And they would say that you know in the future there's gonna come a day where you're gonna have the opportunity to call you know a family member or a friend via video and you're gonna sit back and you're gonna be watching them talk to you my question now that I have that I'm now my question that I have now since I'm older is how come they didn't release that idea back in the early 90s if you always knew that 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 was going to be something that would be invented. And we know that they knew it because here we are today. You can FaceTime, you can call people on WhatsApp, you can uh, call people, you can video call people um, through your phone. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can do it. But why didn't they release it in the early 90s? I'll tell you why, because it was not the appointed time god will wait for the environment to be conducive for you to give birth Come on. He waits for the environment to be conducive to receive what you are carrying. He does not just allow you to do what you want to do when you're going to do it. Why? Because you run the risk of giving something precious to individuals that are that will mishandle or abuse what you have. And I don't know about you, but everything that you have gone through, the the good, bad and the ugly, all of those things it created or it 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 made who you are today. And so in time, while God was. While God was preparing you to be able to handle the harvest, what he was doing was he was allowing different elements to make you tougher, to make you stronger, to make you harder. Come on, at one point in time, when something was said about you, you would get your feelings so hurt and you would just be like, I quit. But now when something bad is said about you, you laugh about it. God calls Sarah to go from crying about her situation into laughing about her situation. And can I tell you that that's what God is getting ready to do for you? One thing that we have to learn to do as believers, we have to learn how to start taking the very thing that was meant to destroy us and use it as our benefit. Can I tell you that your most painful experience is where is where or how should I word this? I want to say it right. Your most painful experience that you have ever been through in life, that is the area that God wants you to tap into, because that is the thing that God is going to use to bless a nation. That is the thing that God is going to that God wants to use to touch a generation, to touch a people. That is the thing that God wants to use you to do in the earth. But what the enemy does is he keeps us bogged down in our trauma. Let me take a sip right here because we're getting ready to go in. The enemy tries to lock us in to that that pain that we went through. And he says, he says stuff like this. Don't ever talk about it. Don't ever mention this to anybody because it's just too painful. Let me tell you something. Now, I'm not disregarding what you've been through. I'm not disregarding that it was painful, but Let me tell you what healing looks like. The Bible says that we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so whatever you are able to talk about, you've now become triumphant over that thing. But as long as you are not able to talk about it, that thing still has a hold of you. That's the reason why Jesus, when he would heal people, he would say, take up your bed and walk. In other words,